0: Wants to try my 18 layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I would eat it. What
1: are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to?
0: Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange?
1: Well, hello and welcome to the All Colorado Everything Sports Podcast. This is Ace with Talk Everything Colorado, three stories a week, three days a week, your one-stop shop for your Colorado sports brief. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy. Go ahead and follow, like, subscribe, share the All Colorado Everything Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting stuff. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy hump day. And the level of excitement on the show has started to turn up a little bit because we are entering the busiest time of the year when it comes to sports. The fall and winter crossover has officially hit our calendars and incidentally basketball has returned. Yes, indeed. Starting tonight with the CU men's basketball team having their first scrimmage of the year against Colorado School of Mines at the CU Events Center at 7 p.m. in Boulder. We'll talk to Henry Chisholm from DNVR Buffs here in a little bit to break down the season. But Let's go ahead and hit you with some quick things to look out for and remember heading into the scrimmages and eventually... The regular season against, what is it, Montana on November 9th. Is that the first game? Sure. I think I'm correct there. <laughs> Last season, the Buffs finished with a 23-9 overall record to make it to the NCAA tournament round of 32 before losing to Florida State. That was an ugly game. This year, head coach Tad Boy will have a unique challenge or opportunity in front of him, depending on how you look at it. It's a youth challenge. Only two players on the CU roster under scholarship are upper Classmen, with the rest being freshmen or sophomores, including non scholarship players. There are 13 underclassmen on the current roster. The biggest question for the year will be who will be the main go to score? Evan Batty is the only one from the top four scores of CU returning from last season as he averaged more than 10 points per game for the Buffs and 5.3 rebounds in 2020. Other names to throw out there will be a pair of sophomores in Jabari Walker and Tristan De Silva. Walker is a big 6'8", 200-pound sophomore athletic forward who can score at the rim, rebound, shoot from the outside, and he can also defend a great all-around player. He averaged 7.6 points and 4.3 rebounds per game last season in barely 14 minutes a game highly productive numbers. He had moments when he looked like an all-around conference player. And De Silva, also 6'8", 200 pounds, is a smooth, versatile player who can play multiple positions. He can also rebound, shoot, defend, just like Jabari Walker. He's also versatile, and he will give Ty Boyle the opportunity to use a variety of combinations with him on the floor. The rotation this year, it's, it's going to be weird. They're saying there's like 12 guys who can do an eight-man rotation. I don't know if that's going to work out. And the biggest question really is the point guard position. Tad Boyer described the potential strategy this year will be a three-headed monster between Bartholomew and freshman KJ Simpson and Hammond. Honestly, it will take three people to fill the gap that was left by the legend in McKinley Wright, who is now balling it up in Minnesota for the Timberwolves, and then finally the Buffs will be getting some crucial experience in the next week, including tonight when they face off against Colorado School of Mines, but more importantly against Nebraska on Sunday in Lincoln on Halloween. It's important because only two guys on scholarship right now on the CU roster have played in front of a college crowd, and you don't want to bring these guys in and throw them into a hostile environment mid-season because they're just going to crumble. Get that experience out of the way now. Make sure they have some leeway under their belt and can actually use that to elevate themselves, especially when the regular season starts against montana state in a few days as for right now let's go ahead and bring in the expert henry chisholm from dnvr buffs and dnvr sports talking some cu buffs men's basketball here on a c e all righty well here with uh, henry chisholm from dnvr buffs and the dnvr.com henry first and foremost sir how are you doing and good morning i'm doing great you know uh it's been a bit of a long football season
0: covering CU. Yes. And uh, the the fact that there's a real basketball game tonight. I guess it's an exhibition, so maybe you can't call it real, but but it's the Buffaloes playing a team that's not the Buffaloes for the first time this year. I'm fired up because we just need yeah. some some fresh sports up in Boulder.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and that, and that goes right into a I mean, you're you're busier now than ever covering both men's basketball and football, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you're excited for this time of year as you just said. As we approach the first game of the year for Tad Boyle and his team. I guess we'll count the exhibitions because these are just important as well because we'll get into that just a little bit. Boyle is not normally an open exhibition kind of guy, but Henry, give me your favorite storyline to hopefully watch out for this year as the season will play out. That's a a good question. I really like that one. Um, I'll
0: go with two of them. I'll go with two of them because it's tough to choose one. I think you have to bring up Jabari Walker Mm -hmm. because if this team is – you know, a, a serious contender for a Pac-12 title or to, to make a sweet 16 run or something like that, it's going to be because the, the guy who's on the roster, who's looked at as a potential first round pick in this year's NBA draft has taken the next step and he's carried him to that point. And so I think when you're looking for a storyline, uh, the big question is how far can Jabari Walker take this team? Now, it's not necessarily like his MO to be that kind of guy. He can be a little bit streaky, you know, he's a six foot eight shooter who's, who's bouncy and can make some plays, but he's not somebody who's consistently putting up 18, 20 points, you know? And so that might be a bit of a stretch, but that's what it would take for that to happen. But then I think you also just have to look at the guards and how you replace McKinley Wright. Um, He's a four-year starter at Colorado, breaks all sorts of different records. Now with the Timberwolves, yeah, yeah, and the Buffs have a bunch of inexperienced guards filling in. Uh, Tad Boyle's called a three-headed monster. Keyshawn Bartholomew has been in the program for a few years, and he's going to be kind of the the leader at point guard. But then you've got a couple other young guys. Uh, K.J. Simpson, who I'm excited about, committed to Arizona, flipped his commitment um, to Colorado. He's a true freshman. You've got Julian Hammond, the 2021 Colorado Gatorade Player of the Year out of Cherry Creek, won two state football championships as a quarterback. Um, What you get out of them is kind of the other
1: big question. I think it's going to be fun to watch all, all three of those guys. So when we talk about those guys and when we talk about tonight, CU has their first exhibition tonight uh, at seven against Carter School of Mines, a D2 RMAC mm-hmm. team who's actually made it to the elite eight of the D2 NCAA tournament last year. They're currently number five in the country at the D2 level. Definitely a fun opponent to face off against at the start of this year with Tad Boyle, not normally being one of those guys that goes for the open exhibition, right? He's, he's normally a closed doors kind of guy. What can mm-hmm. we expect from CU tonight against Mines? Um, and then next week against Nebraska, because when it comes to this team, I think only two guys on the active roster have played in front of a open college crowd.
0: It's crazy. And, and that's part of why the scheduling is the way that it is. Um, you know, Tad Boyle said that he wants to get these guys into a hostile environment and going to Nebraska yeah. <laughs> as Colorado is probably the best way to do that. Um, it's, it's exhibition, but you don't want to do that in the regular season, of course, because you're putting them in that situation. Um, I, I think that, you know, starting with tonight, you just want to see them be in control. You know, you, you don't want this to be a back and forth sort of game. Um, you want to see them get out to a 10 point lead, a 15 point lead, something like that, and maintain that. Because, you know, even though it is a very strong division two program, it's still a division two program. And yeah. if if you're going to be an NCAA tournament team this year, You've got to be able to hold your ground against these guys. And and I think that the big question in terms of the tournament is just how quickly do they figure it out? And this is kind of the first test to see where this starting point is, because I do think that there's a real chance that this is competitive because you're playing a bunch of freshmen. You're right. There's only two guys, um, at least scholarship players who've played in front of a real college crowd before. And yeah, I, I think that that's where you have to start. Is just like, what do they look like day one? And is it enough
1: to just get by a, a team like the school lines? Probably the guy we're going to look out for this season, Evan Batty, is the one of the uh, only top four scorers still around from last season to return to CU. Mm-hmm. And Evan is probably one of the most likable people on the entire CU campus. He has a big leadership role to take over this year. He has a fantastic story in his own right. Is he ready to step up into that role? He's averaged like, what, 10.1 points per game last season, 5.3 rebounds, good numbers for him. He may not be the clutch guy to go to, but he will be one of, if not the main centerpieces for every night scoring for the Buff starting five. Is that correct? I I think
0: that he finishes third in points per game this year. Okay. Something like that. His game is just so tough to project as one that is going to, to become like a 15, 16 point guy. You know, I do think it bumps up to like 11 or 12. I think you look at Keyshawn Bartholomew, you look at Jabari and say that those guys need something like that. I think Evan Evan is crucial to this team and, and might be the most important piece, but a lot of that comes on the defensive end being so big and so bulky and so physical in the yeah. post and saying the tone down there Then offensively has the touch. And, and we've seen in practice some improved three-point shooting. And so I guess if there is a jump in scoring a, a significant jump, I think that it's probably with that three-point shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, one of two seniors with basically everybody else on scholarship is a freshman or a sophomore, it, it, he does need to
1: just up his game again for this team to be close to what it was the last couple of years. And you've already mentioned one sophomore in Jabari Walker, the other one in Tristan Tristan Silva, both really big athletic guys. Like I think they're both, both six foot eight near 200 pounds last year. We got to see what they can do and evaluate them for their future roles. But now there's kind of an immediate need for solid all around athletic players. Can these two guys be the dudes who can go more than 30 minutes a game? For sure. Uh, they definitely can.
0: Um, we'll see if they can do it like whether they actually do it they are capable um jabari the big thing is just staying on the court yeah. he gets called for so many fouls that if that keeps happening there's only so much you can provide when you're spending half the game on the bench um and then with with Tristan da Silva he's he's one of those x factors for the team this year um at some point he is going to be a really good scorer for Colorado sure and he seems like he's filled out um, a lot of those shots that weren't falling for him last year have been falling so far in, in practices in the open scrimmage. And, and he can just get shots off from the mid-range in, in a way that they'll probably need this year when they don't have you know, the best point guard, I think, in the Pac-12 setting everybody up. Um, and I think that Tristan is probably a starter this year. I think that he slides in at the three with Jabari at the four. We'll find out tonight, I guess, what the, the first iteration of this lineup looks like. But both of those guys are vital to to, to this team's success because, like you said, very few players on this team have any sort of experience at this level. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And then, Henry, final question for you. uh, Looking at the broader scheme of things against a very talented Pac-12 conference with a very young team, rather inexperienced team playing uh, with each other, but give me some realistic and honest expectations for Tad Boyle and the CU Buffs heading into this season. I think the
0: goal is to make it to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think that you look at Tad um in his time in Boulder, if you count the year that the pandemic started, so there was there was no NCA tournament because they would have made it in, he's gone six of eleven seasons. And I feel like that makes it pretty much every year a good goal to to make it to the tournament. And sure, they're coming off back-to-back seasons where they would have made it, and the season before that where they should have if they hadn't fallen apart down the stretch. I think that because the program had kind of been climbing and climbing, it's probably taking a step down. The question is whether you can withstand a step down like that and still be a tournament team um, and, and whether you really are climbing because you, you look at how Tad runs this program and it's kind of been through these cycles where before it was McKinley Wright and Deshaun Schwartz and Evan Batty still around, but he was part of that class. Tyler Bay was a part of that class. And they kind of go from freshmen through seniors through the program. And now you have this big recruiting class, number 13 yeah. recruiting class in the country. And now it's their turn. And so if you can keep going through these cycles and just keep climbing, but still make it to the tournament in those freshman seasons, that's how you start to keep climbing the ranks in college basketball and build towards sweet 16 runs, elite eight runs. So I think that's the goal. And in the Pac 12 tournament, um, if you can finish top four and get a bye, that's a great sure. season. Absolutely. I think what they're picked seventh in the preseason poll. Um, and if you outplay those expectations, well, there's probably five, six pack, 12 teams, six pack, 12 teams that make the tournament. So I think top half is probably a little bit more reasonable.
1: And I think when you just have tad as your head coach expectations should be rather high with him. I'm considering totally considering me, but Henry, thanks so much again. And as always appreciate you coming on. Oh, love it, man. Anytime. Once again, big shout out and thank you to Henry Chisholm for joining us today on all Cutter. everything follow he's got going on at the where you cover CU buffs and also follow DNVR Buffs on twitter as for today guys that is all she wrote we'll see y'all on friday if you like today's episode go ahead follow like share subscribe leave a comment and rating on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify under all colorado everything sports podcast and we'll see you guys on friday as we bring you your friday rundown talking everything college professional and whatever sports are going on in colorado for the weekend happy hump day y'all and we'll see you guys soon